Mo and Jasmine with our sweet babies. And we are Parenting is Political. We are. Thank you for joining in, those who are coming in right now. Um, we're going to let a few folks join us as we uh, wait to start, but I'm going to do some introductions in the meantime. So, go. well, I'm Jasmine. Yeah. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm Mo. My pronouns are they, them. Addison. Um, my name is Addison, and I am a she, her. I'm um, a... Speak over there. What is my body? He, him. <laughs> he, and what he is, him. And what's your name? Tobias. I'm Zara. I'm Zara and my pronouns are she, her. So we wanted to have this conversation and we wanted to do it live. Uh, this is not scripted. This is just we are sitting in our kitchen table with our family. Um, so often with Parenting is Political and just Mo and I as individuals, we get a lot of questions about, well, my kids are so young, how do I even have this conversation? Uh, What does it mean to talk to your kids? Um, What's the right and wrong way to do it? And so we thought we would model for you the kind of conversations that we have with our kiddos. Addison's 10, Tobias is nine, Zara is 13, and we have a two-year-old August running around here somewhere, but we wanted to show you what these authentic conversations look like in our family. So today we're talking about rebellion and uprising and what has been happening across the United States and the world. Um, There's a solidarity movement of civil unrest that is happening um, in support of George Floyd, but also in support of Breonna Taylor and Tony McKay and so many other folks who have lost their lives, who have been murdered um, because of state-sanctioned violence. And so we want to talk to the kids about it. Yeah. So based on what you've heard us talking about and what we've been watching and reading... What do you think is happening right now in the world? Just give us like a synopsis. And make sure, to, make sure to talk right, toward okay. the, the camera so that you can, so our, our people can um, hear. They're being contained. Who's being contained? The uh, people. The, pro- yeah. the protesters? The protesters. Is that what you're meaning? Okay. Yes. Addison? I, I think that um, they're all just trying to say what they think is right or wrong and the police and everyone who's against them are not listening and are just saying, no, we're going to keep you in this huge box where you don't have any room. Mm. Zara, what do you think is happening? You want to scoot down, Zara, so we can see yeah. it now? <laughs> yeah, y'all get close, get snuggies. <laughs> All right, Zara, what do you think is happening? Um, I think that it's mainly, like, yeah, like Aston said, people trying to get what trying to get themselves heard and people just like aren't listening and like by uh the like police and other people not listening they'll like burn down bu- buildings and like stuff just to get what they need and just to be heard mm. yeah and break police calls i'm wondering um there's a lot of fire and Um, People are taking things from corporations and giving them out to the community. I'm wondering what y'all think about that. Some people are calling it looting, but what does it mean whenever people are taking things um, from corporations and giving stuff to the community? Like when they went and took stuff from Target. What does that mean to you? Zara? um, Just like off of Robin Hood, uh, when he would get stuff from like like the king and like richer people and 
give it down to the poor. Um, that's kind of like what's happening like now. Mm. Yeah. Do you know that's another another way to say that is redistributing wealth and resources. Yeah. So we're what, just yeah. Yeah, so we're just passing it down to other people so that they can get what they need. Mm-hmm. Technically, all they're doing is just being the greater cause of everything that's ri- happening. The richer people that are not being good. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I say that some of what is happening is a result of capitalism, what comes to mind for you? What do you think about that? Well, I think that... Do you know what capitalism is? Not nope. at all. Nope. Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, I don't think you do, Zara. What is capitalism? Um, people that are, like, richer or have more wealth... Uh, having the power to give people what they need but not doing it just and just to make them suffer mm. what do you think capitalism is addison um what's our said because i don't know <laughs> do you remember uh, so like the hunger hold games. on do wait you, wait no, oh like yeah. you said like the hunger games tell yeah. us more yeah. about that uh, the, what do you mean so the um the needle that uh, helped the people mm-hmm. they could send tiny foods down there and mm-hmm. They had to participate in their shoots. Yeah, they had to participate to pull, participate participate Good in job. this and in the game, or they can uh, help someone each and other, and they're being trapped in a dome. Yeah, so capitalism is kind of like a game that none of us signed up to play, just like the Hunger Games. And there's a class of people, um, some folks call them the ruling class, or the ultra-wealthy, or the elite, Um, And there are lots of different words for them. But they are the folks who um, control the resources that the people who are the workers, the laborers, create. And without us, without the laborers, they can't be wealthy or rich. Mm -hmm. And so it's in their interest to keep us from a living wage, from affordable housing, from health care, from civil protections and social protections Mm -hmm. in progress so they can maintain their power. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Addison, you remember our conversation we had on the porch about billionaires? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are, why are billionaires bad? Why are all billionaires because bad? Because they try all to protect the money, and they're like, my money's more precious than anyone else. They mm. put their profits over people, right? Yeah. And, and us, if it's just and family, they don't, depending on how close they are to that person, they won't help. They'll fight that. Hold on, Addison, your turn. Go ahead. And they also might be good before they get all the money but the but what makes them bad is because you can't become a millionaire without a billionaire a billionaire without getting money by unpaid labor mm. Ooh! wow all right that part so it sounds like that y'all part. understand how capitalism is influencing this situation yeah that's why i will go find tell me about the police and what you think and feel about the police i know as black children we have had lots of conversations with y'all about how to manage uh your interactions with the police and we've talked about the impact of policing incarceration and the prison on communities of color, particularly black folks, indigenous and Latinx folks. Um, But tell me what you think about the police as it relates to this moment with the uprising. Uh, They'll beating people. There was this woman that was taking all the hits and Mm -hmm. protecting the people. Yeah, yeah. 
I think they're getting paid to do it. Yeah. And they well, would. They'll not fight. thinking, but like they are. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. um, if they weren't, then I don't think they would do that. No, they would just do it for fun because they have the power to do it. They have the chance. Are you trying to say that they abuse power? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that also relates back to the um, billionaire um, yeah. conversation that we just had because we um, because the police are owned by a higher cause, um, but not like too high. It's like millionaires that own the police force. Like lots of the them. government. The That's why they have so much tools and so much property and so much buildings and so much jail cells so they can um, trap people. They can trap mm-hmm. people inside them. And so, also like that also still relates back to capitalism. Because mm. they're like they're, they may be getting paid, but probably not a lot of getting paid. So, do police keep us safe? No. No. It dates back to slavery. Say, so, say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, how it dates back to slavery, because uh, originally people owned uh, slaves. Um, yeah, people owned slaves, like black people, um, Native American people. And... Um, what it's like, how it relates to what we ha- have with the police is, um, these youth. <laughs> you're, d- you're doing great. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You get distracted by the comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It happens I'm, to us, too. It does. I'm saying, I'm just so you're So you're saying that um, with transatlantic slavery in particular, as it relates to the United States, yeah, because um, they owned black folks and indigenous folks as as property, yeah. and there were slave drivers, and the state worked to help slave drivers keep control of their property, and then that transitioned into modern-day policing that we know. They yes, had, they and half of, like, not even half, like, most of all people that are in jail are black people for doing just nothing. Hmm. And they're doing things that they don't want to do, which is just like slavery. Yeah. They're not getting paid for things. <clears throat> Addison, if did. the police don't keep us safe, who keeps us safe? Um, um the people that keep us safe are each other. Um, black family communities, like um the or as we call them, the hoods. Um, <laughs> the hood keeps us safe. Yeah. Yeah, because, yes. yeah, because even in because like in some movies like in Charlie's Angels, um The Hate You Get Bosley Bosley took um this kid Leo to um his um mom because he knew that they'd be safe there because no one, not even white people, not even, not, the, not even the police will step up in there. Alright. So we have the right to defend our we have the right to defend our community. Okay. Everything that's like happening now could relate to the hate you get. Yeah. You really seem to enjoy that book. You like that book yeah, quite I a bit. Yeah, I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what advice would you give to parents who are trying to have this same conversation with their kids and say, my kids are too young, it's going to scare them, it's going to make them vulnerable? What would you say to those parents? Let's start I, with Zara. Um, ooh. You should probably start with uh, talking about, like, you're going to have a hard conversation mm-hmm. and that you're going to, like, really need to listen to this and then go on from there, uh, depending on, like, 
not even just this, but like whatever you're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I hear you saying you're. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so you're setting the tone. You're giving yeah. children an idea that this is more of a serious conversation, and it's important to listen a bit more because it's it's really important. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. And after you've set the tone for the conversation, then you can move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's great advice. Hold on. Tobias, what w- advice would you give parents who say, I don't know how to have these conversations. I don't want my kids to be scared. I don't want them to have a frightful childhood, so I don't want to talk about these scary things. What would you say to them? Um, let's see. Uh, listen to the kids and ask them, uh, what do you think about this right now and what's happening? Yeah, so just hear their thoughts. You're saying, can I say back to you what I think I hear you saying? Yes. You're saying, parents, you need to give your kids the chance to be curious about this. So asking them asking them questions Mm -hmm. and then listening to their actual responses. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, instead of trying to change it and make it how you're comfortable. Yeah. Don't don't sugarcoat it. Don't sugarcoat it. What do you mean by that? Don't make it where it's like it sounds like it's fine and there's like nothing wrong with it but it's like still serious just just make it blunt just because it's not fine right just like because no. it's not fine yeah. we're, we're not okay right no yeah. what we about, shouldn't pretend that what about what about you going on. what about you addison what advice would you give parents who are saying i'm not sure my kids will understand this i don't want them to be afraid what would you say to them okay here's the thing <laughs> you yeah, I'm talking to all you grown-ups listening right now. So, first of all, if, if you leave them out of the picture right now, then they're probably not going to trust you later to tell them the truth. So, you should first practice with talking to them and telling them the truth so they know later on in life that you're going to give them the full picture, that they're... That they're that you're a person that they can trust. And the other thing is that you're a person that's always going to give them the full picture and is always going to tell them the truth, even if it's hard and scary. Yeah. You can... Yeah, sorry. You can go no, ahead. Go, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You can build better relationships by having serious conversations. And listening. Like, so you know what's happening and, like, going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Even, and then that's also going to help them know that they are allowed to have serious conversations with you because that then, means that they're strong enough to handle it. And also and watch like, CNN. And also <laughs> watch CNN. <laughs> and I mean, like, part of just having serious conversations is, like, so you can be prepared to, like, do it, like ask more serious questions and then like also ask uh serious questions in the future yeah so i'm i'm curious what do you want your what do you want the white parents of white kids in this community to no to teach their children in support of black and brown lives what should they be teaching their young white children so that y'all can grow up together go ahead don't take the power to make to make it where you are comfortable. So you're saying it, tell them about their white privilege and and the power that comes with racism yes. or with whiteness, and that tell them to get rid of it. Yes. And Even I also if, hear yeah. you saying that their comfort is not the most important thing. Yeah, the black people have been enslaved. Really. They have been. You want to watch a show? Thank you before every single one of you white folks. All right. 
Zara, your turn. And, like, even if you have white power and you don't get rid of it, use it for the greater good and using it for black people. Yes. Black people, not on them, for them. Not Don't use your white power on them. Use it for them. Mm. Wow, that's mm. great, Zara. Mm. What about you, Addison? I think that I have been in school for a long time, and I have made plenty of white children friends. And here's the thing. They're actually not bad until the parents are the people that teach them how to do that. Yeah! So, so white supremacy so if, is taught. So yeah. In, so if anything, you guys need to know it's that the grown-ups that are in this conversation, you need to take your white privilege and tell them how to use it safely for everyone in the world. Like not just black people, like everyone, like every, and trans people, like non-binary, like everyone in the world that's different from white people. It doesn't even have to be just black people. Like, there are millions of cultures and millions of people. Like, like Cherokee. Like, a lot and lot of white privilege Cherokee. that could be used for the greater good than not just bring people down and make sure that they are the only ones that live on this planet. Because you're not. Ooh. All right. You heard it here um, first, folks. Heal, heal, heal. <laughs> a lot of the public schools I, ha- I have been to have been mostly white people. And what I think of that, why there's, like, barely black people is because it's, like, so white that you can't, like, that black people and, like, not just black people, like, other cultures. Can't afford. Um, no, not, not like, can't afford, but, like, some people can't afford it. Like, it's so white, white privilege that it's, like, very dangerous. Not so, safe for, like, others. Us. Yeah. Wow. So... And also, that's where bullies came from, so also stop that. Stop, stop <laughs> bullying. So, yeah. You mean that bullying is a habit of white supremacy, of whiteness? Yeah. Yeah, yeah in all movies, Not they're white. All right, bullies. so let's maybe wrap it up by saying, what does it mean, Addison, to love and protect one another, like Asada taught us? Oh, it means to look out for one another and like hold each other this also goes back hold to hold each other yeah go ahead addy this goes another back to a thing in um the protesters that um like in target whenever the peop- whenever the police threw smoke bombs and tear gas tear mm-hmm. gas and target wouldn't sell them milk if Target had sold them milk, then they wouldn't have been burnt down, and that would have been, like, caring for each other. Yeah. But also, that's another thing. Caring for each other means to not be rude to one another and not to bring each other down, but lift each other up. That's beautiful. Zara, what does it mean that it's our duty to fight for our freedom? Um, so... <laughs> so we got weirdo over here. So okay. like um so a lot of people in this world not uh do not have freedom because of white privilege and if you continue fighting for it you will soon get it. And even if you don't continue fighting for it cuz even if you don't get it you'll still have some freedoms to at least live. You have changed so, so Tobias, what do you mean, what does it mean that it's our duty to fight for our freedom? Uh, so, like, those boundaries, apparently, that, uh, 
white people made so like you can't do this, you can't do that. There was a wall from here and, th- and that. So borders and boundaries yeah. and rules and rules that whiteness made. And yeah, if you're and fighting for fighting for our freedom means that we're breaking those and we're yeah we're we're, bur- we're burning them down so that we can have those freedoms. That's where burning hey. buildings came down from. So all right, it's actually all right. Yelled all, right. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll take a deep breath. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll be continuing this conversation in various ways. We appreciate y'all taking a peek into um, what it looks like having these conversations around dinner tables, in the front room, wherever we're having it. Um, When you're having these conversations, please make sure that you're leading with curiosity, that you're reflecting back what you think the children are saying and helping to provide a larger context to frame um, what you think they're saying. And then later, you also provide age-appropriate resources for them to learn and deepen their understanding. Um, and yeah, that like ultimately these conversations are not too heavy or too complex or difficult for particularly your white children to be having. Um, because black and brown children live in this discomfort and swim in this water all the time. Um, again, white supremacy isn't the shark in the water, it is the water. And so we really hope that you do the work to have these conversations, even when they're complex, even when you don't have the answer. You can easily say to your young person, hey, I'm not really sure, and, I, and I'm not educated about that, but let's go find out together. So thanks for joining us. We will post this. Mm-hmm. Um, email us or DM us and ask us any questions that you want, and we will definitely try and provide those resources. Um, all love and solidarity and safety uh, to everyone out there. And um, remember, all cops are bastards. Yep. Say bye bye. Bye, y'all. And bye. bye. And yes, we will save this. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.